Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Natea James up across the 40. He swings it to the 45, the 50. Down the sidelines he goes. Natea James, he's got all sorts of daylight. Touchdown Eskimos for the win. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Three games in the NHL tonight. Stars and Blackhawks about to get underway. The Bruins lead the Canadians 4-1 early in the second period. David Pasternak, two goals. He now has 22 on the season. Jake DeBrusque with his fifth of the season. And after the first period, Minnesota and New Jersey tied 1-1. The Edmonton Oilers practice today. They will play tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. Of course, it's on 6.30, Ched. The face-off show will be at 6, and the game will be at 8. A little bit of a later one with the Oilers in Denver as they will try to go 4-1 on their five-game road trip. 3-1 through the journey so far. Lots of positive stories by the Oilers. You heard a lot from uh, General Manager Ken Holland yesterday on Oilers Now and on Inside Sports. Dave Tippett speaking today and uh, man, he came in to cut down the goals against. So far, so good. The Oilers are the seventh best defensive team in the NHL. 2.77 goals allowed per game. I think, you know, you look at both our goaltenders have played well. Um, the guys that Kenny brought in to uh, on our penalty, penalty killing uh, has really uh, stepped up. Um, I think one that, that you guys have talked about goes without saying is Ethan Bear coming in and the role that he's taken, especially with Lars uh, missing the time. So he's come in and really helped stabilize a, a defensive group there. But the players have done a good job of just knowing or just, you know, we talked about at the start of the year, goals against have to come down if we're going to be a playoff team. And they've, uh, you know, they've recognize that and our penalty kill and goaltending and and a lot of our five-on-five play has been pretty good. A little bit there from head coach Dave Tippett. More from him throughout the show. More on the Oilers with Bob Stoffer. He's going to check in in about an hour. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Of course, there is one story dominating the hockey world, and that is the situation with Calgary Flames head coach Bill Peters. We uh, it kind of broke during the show last night, so I touched on it a little bit. Uh, Akeem Alou, who played for Bill Peters 10 seasons ago in the minors, 
alleging uh, a racial slur used several times uh, directed towards Alou's choice of music. Uh, teammates of Alou's at the time have backed this up. There's also uh, an additional story coming out this afternoon from former Carolina defenseman Mikhail Jordan that uh, Peters was also physically abusive towards him and other players. The Calgary Flames have said they are evaluating all this, that they're inquiring into it, and at the moment he remains the head coach of uh, of the Calgary Flames. You wonder where this is going to go, but to discuss what has happened, we welcome to the show former Edmonton Oiler George Larac. George, welcome back to 6.30 Chet. How are you doing? I'm good. It was nice to talk to you the other day in Edmonton, and it's nice to do it for Montreal this time. Yeah, I appreciate you checking in, and uh, a pretty big story story here developing in the hockey world which uh, has been uh, I guess kind of surfaced about 24 hours ago when you first saw the Akeem Alou tweet and sort of have watched the fallout and the reaction since then George I'm just wondering I'll start very generally what have you been thinking about all this well in the beginning I had a hard time believing it I was like there's no way the timing of this this really happened from the coach from the flame so i didn't i didn't believe it much but when i saw that other players confirmed the the allegation i was like oh my god this is unbelievable it happened in 2009 a coach of the calgary flame they have no choice to fire him uh, there's no way that they could keep this this guy coaching the the flames it's disgusting that 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 this happened to, to this player and uh, you know i know that now the reason why it's taking so long is now the flame is uh you know, they have to do an investigation to make sure that if you fire a coach uh, under this base, you got to have enough proof so you don't get sued after saying that you fired somebody with no merits, right? So that's the only way I could see why today he still doesn't like to sell as a job. But the NHL that is working so hard to make hockey accessible to everyone has to take a stand for this because, you know, the NHL created the diversity task force with Willow Rian. They're doing a great job to make hockey known that it's for everyone. And this is a step backward, what, what, what he has done. And I don't care that it happened 10 years ago. Uh, the Calgary Flame has many minorities that support them, that have season tickets, that, 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 that come and watch the Flame play. So they have to, uh, they have to fire him. Yeah, and I, I think you explained that very well, George. And I know one thing, I, and look, everybody understands that this, this word is unacceptable. But some people have said to me, you know, why is a man going to be punished for something he did 10 years ago? But but I think at, at the time, we all knew that that wasn't a word you used. And I think you have to factor into this, George. It's a coach-player relationship. It's, it's, a, it's an authority figure with dealing with someone very young. I think that kind of even adds another level to it. Well, you know, the, the easiest way to explain it, as I said earlier, is uh, with many other people, is that people are asking about the timing of it, something that was done 10 years ago. Well, let's talk about the Me Too movement. That was people are talking about stuff that happened 10, 20 years ago. Why? Because when it happened, they didn't have the woman didn't have the courage to say something. They said that people wouldn't care. They said it wouldn't have an impact. They said that nothing was going to happen. They said that the people that did that to them were in the position of authority, people that were rich, people that had money. That's why they didn't say anything. Well, this player is the same thing. The coach had the power. He's, he, he was a position of authority. Look. After he did that to him, he called the GM, Stan Bowman, to send that player to the East Coast. That's position of authority. So after that happened, and the guy doesn't make it to the NHL, thinking, well, if I say that, nobody's going to care. I didn't make it. That's why he didn't say anything. But now, thankfully now, with the society changing, 
guys are not afraid, and girls, women, are not afraid to come out anymore and say what they went through. Because I have news for you, Reed. In the next couple of days, you'll hear other stories like this, that other players, uh, you know, suffer any type of discrimination by coaching, and it's going to come out. And I bet you that some coach that is squeezing their back, like wondering if it's going to come out what they've done and what has happened, because now it's the time for things to come out. You know, the Me Too movement, that's what happened. One woman came out, and the next thing you know, thousands of them did it. And it's never too late to, uh, to express themselves about what happened, because just think about it. It's not the amount of time that it took for him to do so. Think about the amount of time that this was on his mind, in his heart, and he never said anything about it, and he had to live with that. How hard was it for him, you think? And that's why now that, that he's able to express himself and now getting some justice to it, now you probably feel so much relief, and that's why it's so important, because people that are victims sometimes, that's what they need to be able to move on you need to bring that stuff out. So so not just for you, but for the next person to make sure that this never happens again. And that's why you have to, it takes a lot of courage to do so, and he has, and now it's important that things from now on after this happened has to change for the better, and, and this can never happen ever again. George, when it came to your experience with that word and with racist language, would, would you be willing to share how prevalent that might have been in your career or, or how you you dealt with it, whether it was from an opponent or, or a teammate? Well, to me, the only time I had to deal with the N-word is when I played minor hockey. When I played minor hockey when I was younger, it was terrible and, and it was hard. And, uh, you know, there was so much of it, but my dream was to play in the NHL that what I did when, when I was hearing it is all I kept saying to my mind because I read Jackie Robinson's book that had to go through the same thing, the first black player to play baseball, I was telling myself, you know what? I can fight everyone. I'm a kid. Parents are yet counting slur at me from the stand. So all I'm going to do, I'm going to use that as a motivation. I can make it to the NHL so one day I could tell them that they were wrong. So when I was a child, that's what I did. I used that as a motivation because I knew I couldn't do anything else. But when I was in the NHL, thankfully, when I made it and I, and I made my dream and, and, I, and I was drafted by the others and I played there, I never, ever had to injure any form of uh, racism other than a little incident with Sean Avery that called me a monkey when I played L.A. I never had to face any player that called me the N-word. You know, Edmonton was an unreal community of uh, welcoming, and uh, NHL is the United Nations. I remember one time, even in Edmonton, we had four black guys on the team, me, Mike Greer, and Carter, walking gauge, and... Uh, and uh, guys that were the Eskimos sometimes when we went on the road, they were so funny, though. You know, and, and all the coach I had in Edmonton and everybody that was there was always so welcoming. I never even saw color with anyone when we were there. This guy coming from all different backgrounds, and we were all fighting for the same goal of winning the Stanley Cup. So, you know, I have to say that my 13 years in the NHL were always great, and it was awesome. And all the teams that I played with, the Coyotes, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Montreal Canadiens, I never had to deal with that. There's little incident that happened with other guys. And, you know, you know, just like in all the other sports, I know in soccer, things happen sometimes and other things. And, you know, you can't always control everyone in the environment where they could be alcohol and, and stuff. But uh, I have to say that the NHL does a great job to, uh, to have control with that stuff happening because, you know, they try to grow the game. If you want to grow the game in the States, and to make it more popular, you know you have to make it more popular with the minorities. And to do that, because hockey is labeled as a white man's sport, we know that. 
And one of the reasons why there's not many minorities that play hockey is because the parents are afraid because of racism, because of, of that reputation there is, right? So incident like happened with Peter is not good because, you know, Already the hockey is so expensive to put your kids into it. If parents think that their kids are going to have to deal with true, true racism, they're going to think it's not a good environment for them. So they're not going to want them to play hockey. So, but because the NHL now has put fines for players that, 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 that might express themselves with racial comments towards other players, now that you saw a coach that has done it repeatedly in a dressing room in front of other players, the NHL that are doing an investigation too, we're gonna are gonna have to take a stand for this too, also to make sure that they show everyone that you know what when we say the hockey is for everyone, it is, and actually we're gonna make sure that you know everybody feel respected, and uh, you know nobody has to deal with uh, that unrespect ever again. George Larac joining us on Inside Sports. George, really appreciate uh, your perspective on this for sure. I know you mentioned it hasn't been too long since you and I got to talk. Rob was there. You were in Studio 99. And the Oilers have kept doing well since then. So I should probably get a, a comment from you. 3-1 uh, and one on this road trip with a game left to go against Colorado. And a, a good comeback against Arizona. And a game on Saturday against Vegas. A, a good team. The Oilers, I thought, George, actually went in there and, and beat them. Were able to control most of that game. You know, what's impressive now with the others this year is that, you know, after what happened, last year was devastating, everything happened, nothing went well. You know, you have the two of the best young centers in the NHL, two of the best players in the NHL, and you don't make the playoffs. So, you know, like, you look from then, and it kind of seemed, when you look at last year, yeah, the others need a bit of everything. We, we talked about D-man. We talked about forwards for secondary scoring. We talked about a coach. We talked about so many things. And ever since, ever since Holland's been in there, everything changed. Not, not just that they got a perfect coach for the young core of talents that are there. But you look at the Luke trade that they've done. You get a guy that, 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 that was struggling offensively with a guy that already has 14 goals. You know, I bet you Calgary that is struggling right now, they're like, my God, how come we couldn't get that production when he was there? But you know what? That totally changed the team. And it's not just that. What's impressive is now, even though they had a half year last year, it seems that the guy this year are hungry. They're hungry and they're mad. They're mad about last year. They want to prove everybody wrong. They want to prove everybody that they're a championship team, and that's what they're doing. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and you can see that. I see a desperation of game the way that they play now that I've never seen before. And and with the fact that now they're more talented, we're just adding nails to this. And then you look at Cassian, that, and it was also a great fit to put him with uh, McDavid and uh, and uh, and Dry Saddle, so he gives him more room. Uh, it's unreal. Cassian is playing unreal. Uh, all the guys are playing unreal. Karras is playing good. The D are playing unreal. Clef Baum is playing like a number one D-man. Uh, you know, they're all playing really good hockey with more confidence. And just the goalie. Just the goalie made a huge difference. You know, you got a puck-moving guy like uh, like Smith that came in, put pressure on Kostin in, and then uh, there's a goalie battle out there that they want to do good because they want to be in net as, mo- as much as they can. But I really like also uh, the, the, the coach because Tippett is one of the best coaches in the NHL. And, you know, the Oilers, that's what they needed and stuff to have the great direction and somebody leading that team, uh, you know, for, for great things to come. And I like the way they're heading. And if you just look at McDavid and Saddle to put them together, uh, I don't care what defensive unit you, you put on. Uh, I don't care even if you had, you know, 
Bob Gamey and uh, and Dick Carboneau in their prime, uh, you know, those two stocky candidate, uh, candidates together playing against those two guys, you can't stop them. They're too fast. They're too skilled. Uh, all you could do when you play against them is to pray because they're unstoppable. They're too good and they're amazing. And that's why when I look at that, it's great to see and, and to see that there's also secondary scoring to that team. And now that, you know, the city, um, you know, that, that, that being so patient to getting a championship team now again, uh, they could know that for years to come now, we won't have to worry about the others making the playoffs. Well said, George. Hey, I know it's a busy day for you. Thank you so much for your perspective on the Bill, C- P- Bill Peters story and obviously your thoughts on the Oilers. It's always good to hear that. Appreciate it, George. Great. Reed, Edmonton is always going to be my home, so you can call me whenever you want. It's my pleasure. It's an honor. I love the others, and I always wish them well. Still, the team that goes to my heart, I always wish them well for their fans. The community has always been so good to me in Edmonton. My kids live there, Edmonton, always call it home. Once in all, there's always an honor. So it's my pleasure to Every time you want to talk, my pleasure. Uh, I'll be all here for you. Right on. Thank you, George. George Lorac checking in tonight. Uh, I think some very well-thought-out comments on what's been going on here with uh, with Bill Peters, and he likes where the Oilers are headed as well. Today's code word for 630 Cheds Join the Team Contest presented by Japanese Village is goalie. You enter that on the contest page at 630Ched.com. This is the contest where you can be in the Oilers' team, fo- team photo. You get to spend a game day at the rink. You get to come on the face. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Show with me, a whole bunch of other stuff. The code word is goalie. We'll have another one at 620 tomorrow. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. It is now 6-1. The Bruins leading the Canadians with nine minutes left in the second period. Carey Price has been polled. Uh, I was just on Twitter, for I believe for the first time since a game against the Oilers almost two years ago. David Pasternak has a hat trick. Uh, the Bruins getting their first six goals on 13 shots on net. Uh, just looking at our the Twitter account for Rob Leth, our buddy from uh, Global Toronto. Brendan Gallagher, seven shots on goal, hasn't scored. Bruins have six goals on 13 shots. That is an ugly one tonight for the Montreal Canadiens, a good one for the Boston Bruins. Hey, you can always text or call. Remember, it's now the same number, 780-496-0063. I'm always happy to hear from you. Um, The uh, Bill Peters story is obviously ongoing. More allegations today from Mikhail Jordan, former... Uh, Carolina defenseman that uh, Peters was also uh, physically abusive with him and other players on the team. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Kelly Rudy's going to weigh in on this uh, a little bit of well. I, I hosted Oilers Now today. I had to fill in for Bob and Brendan was sick and I know I got some very interesting texts from some of you who uh, were put in uncomfortable situations by your coach or maybe had the sense that uh, that something might have been a little off but you didn't feel you had anything to say. And to be fair, I also heard from other people who said Bill Peters uh, said this 10 years ago 
it's not an appropriate word, but why is he being fired for something that happened a decade ago? It's certainly some uh, some interesting debate, and I'm sure we'll continue having it. Stoffer is going to check in from Denver as well with the latest on the Oilers. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has come back to Edmonton to see some doctors because of that hand problem. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 6:30, Chad Chicago leading Dallas one nothing with six minutes left in the first period. Just two other games tonight, as I mentioned, Boston just taking it to the Canadians this evening. It is 6-1 with five minutes left in the second. And with about seven minutes left in the second period, Minnesota leads New Jersey 2-1. Parisi and Greenway, the goal scorers for the Minnesota Wild. The Edmonton Oil Kings play later on tonight at Kelowna. They will end off their BC road trip tomorrow against Kamloops. We had Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Oil Kings, on the show last night. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 780-496-0063 is how you both call us and text us. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Chris Strevler. Blue Bombers quarterback. At the Blue Bombers parade today, he was uh, the star of the show. If you've seen a lot of the posts on social media and very spirited at the microphone as well. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Thank you guys so much for everything this season, man. I'm lit right now. You're all lit right now. This is amazing. I love you guys, man. And we're Grey Cup champions, baby. That's all there is. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. That's facts. Chris Strevler is happy. And he has a big beard. Bombers deserve it. They played very well. Uh, The Big L texting into 630-630. He says, hey, Reed, I wasn't there, so don't know exactly what Bill Peters said, but I coached several levels, and I had to ban dressing room music that used profanity was disrespectful in uh, in terms regarding women, was blatantly sexual, or had violent references. There's uh, an ocean of adrenaline-inspiring music out there, but some of that noise is so offensive. That is from the Big L. Well, I think you make a fair comment, especially with younger age categories. You might want uh, music that's a little more friendly to all ears. But I, I, again, I think Bill Peters could have confronted a Lou or somebody uh, about the music without using the, uh, the, the the racist slur that he uh, allegedly used and that's really the what what this what this issue is about but you know again something offensive in the dressing room something that's uh, inappropriate um, there are probably ways to handle it that are um, hopefully constructive and maybe get people thinking about why they shouldn't be using that that type of language or playing that type of music. We have Brad on the line as well, 780-496-0063. Hey, Brad. Hey there, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well. My comment is on the dressing room as well. Sure. I think in the dressing room, things get 
so exaggerated and people are trying to say something that is so over the line, sometimes trying to be funny, sometimes insulting to the other players on the other team, making fun of women and people. Anybody who's ever been in that situation, I think, should realize that you can't believe anything that's said in there. It's exaggerated. It's trying to be funny. It's trying to be over the top tough. What should What's in there should stay in there. And I have zero thought process for this coming out by that player. I think if anybody who says something bad, uh, everybody's got skeletons in their closet, there wouldn't be a hockey coach in the league if, if, if it was held with that high standard. So, so, Brad, if you heard that particular word used towards a black co-worker by his boss, you would think that was fine? No, I wouldn't think that was fine. I would, in the dressing room, anything said in the dressing room. You ask any other player, George Larac acting so high and mighty, I, I don't believe that at all. I believe he said things. I believe anybody in there trying to be funnier than the next guy, things get said. And it, it, yes, he may have had a racist tone saying that word. It shouldn't have been done. I'll admit that, absolutely. But I'm just saying it's not in the context that people are trying to throw it out there. So what context do you think it was in? Well, he was referring probably to music that uses that word all the time. So he was trying to be over the top funny, I'm I'm guessing, to this player about his end music because it's probably music that's out there for the coach. I'm just saying that's what possibly he said in the dressing room everything's kind of over the top exaggerated funny exaggerated mean exaggerated sexuality like it's all over the top and none of it's true so if you're an executive now with the calgary flames how do you proceed i'd proceed that that's 10 years ago does bill admit that it was wrong and he shouldn't have done it 10 years ago if he does then we carry on Everybody has skeletons in their closet. Nobody would be on the radio. Nobody would be working. If that's the way it was, George Lorac, all those people that said stuff to him years ago in Montreal would be out of their jobs. Like, if we're going to hold everybody accountable for, for stupid stuff they did 10, 15, 20 years ago, I think society's been evolving, and I appreciate that. And I think Bill Peters probably has too. Let's hear what he has to say, and let's carry on. Brad, I appreciate your call. Thank you. That's Brad. Uh, I, look, I, I, I'm going to welcome all opinions on this, and I, I believe that that Peters probably will be relieved of his duties um, by the Flames. Uh, and I just saw a note here on Twitter: uh, Bill Peters will not be behind the bench for the Flames game tomorrow night against Buffalo, and they continue a review into the allegations from uh, from last evening, and they say it's a very serious matter, and we want to be thorough in, in our review. I, I, re- I really do appreciate that call. Very well thought out by, by Brad. I, I just think ultimately the Flames probably won't take that position. And, you know, they are looking into it, and I think they want to confirm everything. There have been other, other players involved who have said, yes, that is basically what happened and, and what was said. Um, you know, it 
uh, Lou has said, you know, it, I, I didn't like it. It made me feel uncomfortable, but I felt like I couldn't stand up for myself. And I do think the coach, you know, it, it, Brad, I respect what you're saying, that it, it's a dressing room, but it, it's also professional hockey. And we always say we got to remember it's, it's a business and, you know, it's, it's a work environment. And if, if you wouldn't be comfortable hearing a boss or a supervisor say that to a coworker, um, then, then maybe there's a line that needs to be considered, even if it happens in a dressing room. And, 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 I, and I, again, I'm not just necessarily giving my opinion. I'm telling you how I think the NHL and the Calgary Flames are going to approach this because of the environment that we're in and because of what the league is trying to say about inclusion and, and not using language like that. Hi, Chris. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. I just, uh, I've been thinking about this more and more. And, you know, I, again, what we need to do as a society, I think we need to come to a point where we figure out what's appropriate today, what was appropriate in the past. And, and of course, we have to kind of draw that line in the sand when it comes to a, a statute of limitations. If we take it outside of the hockey matter, it's kind of like people taking down the statue in Victoria of Sir Johnny McDonald. Uh, saying, you know, well, you know, he, he did some things that were inappropriate, and yes, judging by today's standards, he did. I'm not justifying any any actions by anybody, but we, this can of worms, we, we have to kind of draw a line in the sand and say, okay, going forward, this can't happen. But as society, I think we also have to say that this can't happen in any application. And that also means in popular music and things like that, too, that, you know, it can't be acceptable for that Word to be used in, in popular music, not not referring to anybody, referring it to anybody else, but also, as you said, in the workplace and, and, and other places as well. But I think it's, it's a dangerous and it's a slippery slope when we start looking backwards saying, you know, uh, well, this, this isn't right based on today's standards. And again, I'm not saying that 10 years ago it should have been right either. Well, that but would, where do we that draw would, that line? That would, be, that would be my counter to that, Chris. That in, in this specific situation, we've known for longer than 10 years that you don't say that word and you certainly don't direct it at a person of a black person whether you're talking calling him that or his or his music or 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 whatever and and I'll, I'll counter with this as well chris if this had been public at the time or before bill peters was hired by the carolina hurricanes he probably never gets hired by the carolina hurricanes and then probably never gets hired by the calgary flames and again that's how i'm telling you I'm not telling you, but that's how I believe the NHL and the Flames are probably going to process this. And I agree with you on that. So I guess to further your point then, so what is the appropriate action at this point? And and so this is really where we have to, to hold everybody accountable to the same standards. If he was to come out and say, listen, you know, I apologize. I did use this language. This was wrong. I've learned from this. This was in the past of who I was, but I'm not the same person today. Very similar to what happened with our prime minister with uh, certain things. Does that kind of allow it to, to die and move forward? Or is there a different standard for, uh, you know, a coach or a GM or, or a PM or, or say your boss at Chet? What, what, what's the societal standard for, um, for asking for forgiveness, I guess, and, and demonstrating a heartfelt apology and that change of behavior? Yeah, that's 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 a that's a fair discussion. I just I just don't think he's again. I I just don't think he's gonna 
they're going to look away from this one be, because we knew we knew 10 years ago that that's he wasn't he, he wasn't doing a good thing and I'm sure he knew deep down he probably shouldn't be using that word and, and he did anyway so that's that's why I think he's probably going to get fired but Chris I appreciate your call thanks have a great night all right we're going to bring in Marcel as well 780-496-0063 Marcel go ahead hey there how's it going thanks for taking my call yep um, you know, I, I, I think uh, personally for myself, I, I'm not, I don't consider myself a minority, but I am Native, and I do experience racism here in, in, in my home community in Alberta, but I always try and find a teaching moment. There's an opportunity here for uh, if Mr. Peters, I don't know if he's admitted to it, I don't know if we've gotten that far yet, but there's teaching moments that we keep missing and we fire people and we send them off down the road, um, perhaps it's time we start holding people to account. And maybe they've changed, maybe they, they haven't, but I think we have teaching moments and we miss them. Now here's an opportunity to, to uh, like the first caller, the previous caller talks about forgiveness and asking for forgiveness and saying I'm sorry. Uh, and maybe it won't happen in Mr. Peter's case. But I think we need to start talking about racism in sports and in life in general and dealing with it. And it's an emotional issue. It's a hard issue. But I think as, as human beings, and we all share the same, same planet, the same land, we need to start talking about these hard subjects. We can hold each other to account. But we have to be able to grow from this. I, I think, I think the, the teaching moments are getting lost here. What are we going to show our kids, right? We have to be able to show our kids in sports that there is racism, but we also have to show our kids we can deal with it in, in an amicable matter as, as, as good good human beings. Marcel, I appreciate your call. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This texter says, "I can't agree with Brad. He was the first caller in the group here." Uh, the texter goes on to say, "The argument for th- for things can be said in the locker room is completely redundant. It wasn't nineteen thirties Alabama." It was 2010. We all know it's racist. This is a chance to move forward and set new boundaries. Hey, look, I appreciate everybody participating in the conversation, and and, and uh, if you want, like, I, I'm I'm trying hard here not to really. Uh, argue with anybody and, and I want to give everybody a voice if you know if they're going to have something reasonable and and give their thoughts so I, so I, so I welcome that for sure I, and it is it is it is dicey to talk about I, I, I think we all know that but uh, I don't mind talking about it and it is a, it is a news of the day type story and it does get into issues I think bigger than sport in some ways so uh, I get it Thank you very much for writing and texting in. We got to call a quick timeout. 6:48 inside sports on 6:30 chat. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chad. Smith and the Oilers practicing and then flying today. They play at the Avalanche tomorrow, six o'clock face-off show. The game will start at eight. Stoffer will check in uh, from uh, Colorado after the seven o'clock news. Uh, we have a text here that reads, I have black friends that call their other black friends the N-word. Nothing said or done about that. I don't think I'm the person to respond to that. I, I think if you're, if you're wondering about that, sir or ma'am, ask those friends about the usage of that word. They will probably have a much more appropriate and understandable answer 
than I will give. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Namudi writes in, he says, uh, Bill Peters kicks players. Bill, the man, said that to a 20-year-old kid, then buried him in the ECHL, essentially ending his career. He deserves what's coming. And Sean says, uh, many people can look at Trudeau in blackface and say that was a long time ago. He was young and dumb, justified, and still vote for him. Then those same people better be saying the same thing about Peters and his comments. If not, then those people are hypocrites. One guy is getting destroyed and raked over the coals. Another guy got elected to run the country. It's bizarre to me. Both actions are bad, but it's sad that some pay for them and some have no effect whatsoever. Uh, This is not a political tweet, says Sean. It's more of a reflection of the times we live in. Well, I think it's also a reflection of, I mean, basically, uh, Trudeau was elected by Canadians or wouldn't have been elected by Canadians. Uh, Bill Peters works for basically a corporation known as the Calgary Flames that is part of a larger structure known as the NHL. So I I think there is a little bit of a difference there as we go to Brian on the line. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, I think the big big thing is, the bottom line is, it hasn't mattered what decade, what year, what century. The one thing that we've all been taught from being kids, you got to think before you speak. That's the bottom line. The second thing is, as far as what kids think, it really doesn't matter. It's not just kids. Everybody has to realize there are ramifications for your actions or for your words. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you. 780-496-0063. Also, Jay is standing by. Jay, thanks for listening. Appreciate you wanting to wade in on this. Go ahead. Yeah, Reed. I just wanted to give a, a, a small snapshot. I mean, obviously, I'm not condoning what he said was acceptable, for sure. But, you know what, how far deep are, is this actually going to go? Guaranteed somebody else in the organization knew this was going on. Are they, are they going to be held to the same line? And, you know what, we, the problem that we face today, and this is no matter what, we're trying to compare things, how things happened 10 or 15, 20 years ago, how we run as a society now we are in an oversensitive society where anything that you can say is offensive if somebody believes it and it doesn't matter what walk of life i mean we've seen what happened to uh to uh, don cherry and what he said we now see what's happening here obviously we have uh, uh an individual who runs this country is is obviously can have his own agenda but that's the challenge that we face i mean where, do, where does this stop? And I would agree with your previous callers that, you know what, you can probably dig into a lot other people outside of this incident, and there may be things that they said or did 15, 20, 25 years ago that are not acceptable today. But you can't hold them to the same standard because that wasn't a standard 25 years ago. That's all I need to say. Jay, can I, time. Jay do you want to stay on the line for a sec? Sure. Because I want to give you a chance to respond to my response. And, and again, you yep. and everybody, you, you've, you've, you've thought before you've spoken yourselves and you've called in and you've, and you've structured a, 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 you know, an argument and a debate, which is cool. I really, I really appreciate that. It's not just people flying off the handle. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, ten, I will say this. Ten years ago, we knew that word shouldn't be used. The other thing is, this is a, this is a man who is now considered one of the top 31 coaches in the entire world of hockey. And even in, in the AHL, he would have been considered a, 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 obviously a pretty high-ranking coach. So I do think 
who says it. I mean, if you dug into the past of somebody who doesn't have that type of a high-profile job, then, yeah, you're right. Maybe that person wouldn't get punished or get scrutinized to the same way. But by the very nature of Bill Peters' walk of life, he will get scrutinized to a higher level. Maybe it's not fair, but I, I do think it's, it's relevant. And you and I probably don't agree on that, but that, that would be my response to what you said. I guess if I could just chime in for two seconds. If he came out and said, you know what, I'm sorry what I said, uh, and was truthful with an apology, why is that not acceptable? Well, and if that he, hasn't happened yet, which that. is kind of odd, no, too, right? No, for sure. It, yeah. it hasn't happened. But if he does, why would that not be acceptable? Somebody came out and said, hey, you know what I said 10 years ago? Uh, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Whatever his excuse may have been for doing it, and I'm not saying it's acceptable, but if he did come out and say, I'm sorry, would that be acceptable uh, in the eyes of the public opinion? Jay, thanks for calling. i got to run, man. All righty, cheers. All right, that's Jay checking in. We'll back after the 7 o'clock news. Stoffer is going to check in and tell you what's going on with the Oilers. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.